Hi, and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar who carries its butterfly blueprint in its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before it transforms, we too have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. Hey! <laughs> it got loud. Hello, it is Sauce. Welcome back to the podcast. I am still thinking about the interview from last week with Ariane Resnick, and gosh, so many things to ponder. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about these interviews or having co-hosts is that it's so inspiring and so interesting. And also can be a source of self-reflection to hear someone else's journey and to hear their insights. And so I'm super grateful to every guest. And if you haven't heard her episode or others, or if you're new to the podcast, maybe take a look at some of the interview titles and see if there's anything that is sort of like down your alley, you know? It can be really inspiring and really bolstering to just know that other people have been through similar things. I find it very heartening. And on the other side of the coin is how then can that catalyze something for you? Because I think that hearing someone's story or hearing a longer talk or something like that can be really helpful. But at the same time, you might just note it. I know I do that. I'll be like, oh, that resonates so much. La la la, I'm going to take a shower and oh, I have so many things to do now. However, if there is some mindfulness, then that's when the change can start to happen. Or that's even when it doesn't have to always be change, right? It doesn't have to be forward motion or striving. We're, we're not trying to prove our worth at all. But whatever it is that is going to add value to your life and to your contribution and to your experience, to your relationships, etc., whatever it is that you're longing for, I think there is a certain amount of time and energy and devotion that is kind of necessary because unfortunately, it doesn't usually just happen like we wake up one day and we're like, oh, I am changed. <laughs> just hit my blinds, my window blinds. Here I am recording by myself, getting extremely excited. I wish you were here actually, but that is totally beside the point. So here we go. Let's take today and think about what in your life have you disallowed for yourself or for your life? What are the things that you thought, I will live my whole life and never do this thing? Okay, caveat though. I want you to think about something that means something to you, that is interesting to you, that you long for. Okay, so a lot of times we were told early on that we were not good at something or this isn't you, you're not funny, you're not an athlete, you're not a public speaker, you can't do math, you can't sing, all these things, right? They're so ridiculous. So we hear this once in our childhood or once in our young adulthood and then we decide that that person was right and we totally like chop out a giant part of our life possibilities because of one person's comment or something that society has determined. Okay, 
all of these exclusions, they put us in that same place of not belonging. And so we think, okay, I do not belong to that entire experience. (laughs) And I have done it. I feel like it is so, so common. It will be one comment that someone is hanging on to. And by the way, if it's ever confirmed by one other person, then that court of two, they were right. Even though, even though there are almost 8 billion people on this planet, we give our destiny over to maybe one or two people. Okay, so what are some things that you love that you thought you would never do or that you could never be or that you could never say? And we're going to focus today just on things that you think you can't do. Just because covering too much, I think, can be overwhelming. And again, we're like back on our day and we forget to be devoted to something that could shift that we really want to. So what is something that you know you love, but you you totally disallowed yourself from doing? And for me, absolutely, 100%, that was singing and music in general, guitar, anything in the realm of music, which I loved the most. And I was not very good at it when I was 11. And I, you've heard me like, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me say bits and pieces of it. And again, without going into the whole story, let's just say that there was actually a physiological reason that I couldn't sing when I was that age. And I have corrected it since then with a few different surgeries. And now I'm learning. But the grief for me is that I waited 40 years to even revisit the idea of music. And that was only because I got so sick. I thought I cannot live the rest of my life without trying this again. And I don't want that for anyone. I think it's the teacher in me. I think it's the coach in me that wants people to really be true to their lives. And I also really believe that reclaiming these things will have an interplay with internal shifts. For me, it helped grow a trueness. I felt more like myself. And having now been involved with music for maybe seven years or I'm not sure I have to really do the math, (laughs) but I feel different. I feel different. And my therapist just recently said, you know, I think that you are more sauce, as in my name, sauce. (laughs) I think you are more sauce than I've ever seen you and maybe even more than you ever have been. I feel feel that. I really feel that difference. And I think for me, it's because reclaiming music has required me to dig in the best way underneath my old beliefs. It's actually a compassionate release and, and a discovery. Sometimes it will take some therapy for me to, to move into new territory because There will be times that I will feel stuck or I will feel um, old memories coming up or like I mentioned, I think in Arian's episode and maybe in other places too, that I will go into fight or flight. And that's a whole different thing that comes from a totally different place, but it did have its touch points in music for me. And so sometimes it could be like a complex situation, but wow, what an opportunity for me to touch into the things that I didn't even know were riding along in my body and riding along in my beliefs. And it's opened up new friendships, new relationships, new ways 
for me to see the world. Also, just I think I show up a little more healthfully in relationships. It has its spillover effect. Oh my gosh, I keep hitting things. Now I just hit my desk. Uh, this obviously has quite passionate root in me. And so I am bringing this question to you because I feel deep inside of me that there is such an opportunity to experience life differently. <laughs> and so I just cannot emphasize this enough. And okay, quickly again, let me just give the caveat that, you know, sometimes people will say that you're not good at something and it will roll right off your back. Like I am not good at chess. I I remember learning. I remember loving to learn because my dad loved the game and I really loved any second I got to spend with him. And I was fascinated at how smart he was at chess. And I just, I just didn't love it. I loved being with him, but I didn't really care that I wasn't that good at it. I remember thinking the castle was cool looking. I remember like being fascinated by the L movement of one of the pieces. But more, I was like in my head imagining the bubble letter L and what I might draw with that. <laughs> like it just didn't resonate for me as something. And so I wasn't that good at it. And I didn't really care that I wasn't that good. And could I have been good? Maybe if I wanted to. Maybe. Absolutely. Maybe. And then let's say like I, I flunked F. Like I had to drop before I got the F. Physics three times at UCLA, three times. And then I had to switch my major because I I couldn't pass that class. And I, you know, I don't even have any shame telling you that because it doesn't bother me that I'm not that great at physics. It's not something that I'm interested in. Could I go back to school right now and pass physics? Probably if I wanted to. And if not, it doesn't really like hang over me. But that is so different with singing. Sometimes I will, I will think that I'm, look, hold on, let me preface this. I don't really mean this, but that's, but the way that it feels like inside of me at times in a moment, I will think that I am a terrible person because I hit the note wrong. And like you, you hit a lot of wrong notes when you're learning to sing. And I hit a whole lot of wrong notes because I am learning to come off of surgeries that I didn't even know I was going to have to have. So I think there has to be a lot of compassion along the way too. But all this to say is that I care so much about music. And if someone says I'm not good at it, or I think I'm not good at it, it, it can bring me into places of old shame from my childhood. So I think I think there's two things here. Well, actually, there's so many things here, but just a couple of things to note. One is that at this point in my life, I'm really not interested in reclaiming physics or chess or other things that I wasn't good at or other things that I just kind of pushed to the wayside of my own life. But I will tell you that there was never a day or a year that went by that I didn't wish I could sing or I didn't long to be a musician or I didn't see someone else who was musical and wish that I was. And again, like maybe my path isn't the easiest. Maybe I am not most naturally great at it. I also am not physically, I wasn't set up for it. I have some, I had some tongue and airway issues, which again, another time, but 
we can have our challenges, but I don't have to disallow myself and you don't either. You might even be naturally really good at something. How long ago did you disallow yourself from that? And maybe I wasn't Beyonce when I was 11. <laughs> I wasn't. But did that mean that I should have gone 40 years without doing what I really, really loved doing? That made me feel like me? 40 years later when I started, I realized it was clear I couldn't do everything. But what if I made that realization 40 years ago? And I'm not meaning this to be a what if thing because I've had a lot of great experiences in the meantime and I really have loved a lot of the paths that I've traveled down. But if there was one thing I wish I would have done earlier, it would have been to go back and not let the court of two, it really was two people, two people. And one of them isn't alive anymore. And I don't know about the other one. I don't even remember the other person's name. And I know that that person doesn't remember mine. And so those two people, I, I didn't sing for 40 years. I didn't play guitar for 40 years because of two people, two people who may be my greatest cheerleaders if I could go and find them again. Who knows why they said it? Sometimes we say things without thinking. Sometimes we say things because we're projecting our own fears. Who knows why we say things? But if there's something that you love and you have disallowed it, or you're not even sure if you did, just this week, see where this takes you. Is there something that you love and you think you're terrible at it, but you wish you could do it? And be a little wild in your imagination. Be a little freer in your thinking of these possibilities because maybe maybe in putting that down or to the side maybe you put a little bit of your wildness and your imagination down too and I don't mean to project that on you but I did I definitely lost some of that open wild spirit when I was like oh I now I'm not a musician what did you make it mean because I made it mean that I'm not musical I made it mean that maybe I'm not as creative as I feel like I am and you know you. You know what your heart beats for. You know what you love. There should be no court of one person or two people or whatever. There are 8 billion people on this planet. And I'm sure that you will find people that say otherwise. So just for now, what's something that you have disallowed? And could you just start thinking about Maybe, just maybe, maybe you could try this. And again, I know I say this so much, but come in so kindly, so compassionately into this place. Because there may be some wounds there, some doubt, some self-doubt. Who knows what's in that place? But in this place, bring your kindness and your possibilities, your exuberance, your excitement, your wild imagination. And think about, would you feel more like you if you could finally let this start to grow? And also, whatever comment was spoken to you, let's make that a little bit quieter. Let's take the power out of that one comment. And as you think about that comment, gently Query, what did you make that mean? 
So as an 11-year-old, I was given some feedback that I couldn't sing on pitch. So I decided for my whole life I wouldn't sing. I decided I wasn't creative. Even though I knew I was, I knew I was. I knew I was. So gently question what you made it mean and then question the validity of that. Lots of self-compassion, lots of possibility. I am definitely cheering you on and I am stomping on those comments of dismissal and exclusion and anything that has made you feel like you cannot do what you love doing. So I hope you have a wonderful week thinking about the possibilities. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Lori Sase, L-O-R-I-S-A-S-E, or on my website, laurisase.com. And I hope you have the best week imagining what you might do. All right, talk to you next time. <laughs>